0: Tuned in to Multisport Media with your hosts, Luke de Benedictus and Jack
1: Carpenter. Right, listeners, we are joined today by the OCR Stat Guru, Jack Bauer himself. Jack, how are we doing?
0: I'm doing great. We just uh, finished up thanksgiving over here in the u.s so it was a an eventful day
1: yes thank you for joining us post thanksgiving and uh you're still sober so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must have had a, a yeah, semi-fun
0: night only time I've, I've drank in a long time have been those uh, beer miles that have been put on by like running public and hunter and stuff so I, <laughs> I don't really drink a whole lot but when i do i run fast when i do it
1: Oh, good, good. Well, in the in the spirit of Thanksgiving, um, I thought I wanted to ask you a little OCR related question. So, what are you thankful for in the world of OCR? It's a
0: good question. Um, from
1: the world of OCR,
0: yeah. No, I, I, I'd say that you know, just being able to reach people around the world, <laughs> like being able to do podcasts with you in the UK and reaching some of the European listeners. I've I've been on with Ian Deeth. Um, you know him over now he's in singapore now but i've yep. talked with him on his unlocking athletic potential podcast met, made friends with uh, some of the top racers in australia yeah, even not just top racers just some of the racers there it's just it's just cool to be able to interact and have that like you know you, you meet someone but you can almost feel like you've known them for a while just because we have this this bond together so i'd say i'm just thankful that the OCR communities like that because a lot of sports are not like that. They're pretty judgmental or, you know, unless you're in this certain level, no one's going to talk with you. But I, I would just say just the overall environment for people um, worldwide is is what i say I'm thankful for in OCR.
1: Wow, well, talking about worldwide, we are bringing the world together, per se, um, and shipping everyone out to the desert. We're going to Abu Dhabi um you, you are, are i know. Know. <laughs> well, <laughs> i am and a few other people um from around the world um for the spartan race world championships uh which first time outside of the us um since its inauguration of championship races um we're here to talk about it how how are we going to go about it what's uh what's looking who's going that is the question because uh, you said you're not going um i wouldn't who say, else? I was I was say i'm
0: a threat uh on the world stage but you know yeah i'm not going so i guess that takes me off the <laughs> off a potential podium i'm sure
1: well i know you've been busy i know you've been um contacting lots of the top athletes around the world and finding out who is and who isn't going um so let's break it down and see let's see who's on the way to the desert
0: yeah, it sounds good. Um, yeah, it's, I'd say that I've probably reached out to more people than Spartan has. Um, but that's kind, of, that's kind of what I do. So, it, uh, yeah, let's, let's go over the list. I'll share my screen with you real quick just so we can kind of get some reaction. Um, I, I will say yeah. right off the bat, not a lot of people in uh, the U.S. will be there, which is kind of surprising, honestly. Um, so on the men's side, you, the, the biggest names that you're seeing on the men's side from the U.S., um, well, mm-hmm. I guess Ryan Atkins, he, he's Canada, so he's not the U.S. necessarily. He's the biggest North American <laughs> name showing up. Um, yeah. Other than that, the only confirmed really top names that I have had are Logan Broadbent um, podiumed at the 15K OCR World, so he's going to be a threat. Loves that hotter weather, um, really good runner on, you know, this, yeah. I, I think his stride's going to do really well for, um, for Sand. And then you've got... Ryland Shattig, who had that kind of surprise uh, podium at or second place at Utah earlier this Utah, year. Yeah. Um, Chris Brown, he's actually running a 100 miler in South Africa the week before. So unfortunately, I think that that's going to be pretty tough for him to recover from. Um, but always a threat. Uh, Mark Godet <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, just won, mm-hmm. that 100, uh, or won the 24-hour world championship in Telluride about
1: yeah, five true. weeks ago.
0: It's kind of tough to recover from that, but um, he actually lives about 15 minutes from me now. Um, haven't really run into him much since since he moved here about uh, maybe two months ago, just because he has yeah. a newborn baby and he's been doing military stuff. But um, he's he's claiming that he's he's ready to go, which is awesome news in my opinion because he's going to do his stride is really good for a sandy course. Ian Hosick, yeah. everyone knows what he's done. You he got fifth in Tahoe last time, always a threat. Uh, Mark Battress, we were talking about Mark Gaudet needing some uh, recovery time, but both of the yeah. both of the uh, OCR Ultra World Champions this year were named Mark. Um, so Mark Gaudet for Telluride, Mark Battress for World's toughest mutter. That was only like a week ago, so I, I don't know. he ran 115 miles. He ran in the <laughs> desert, um, yeah. which goes to show you he can definitely run on sand. But I don't. I don't even think Ryan Atkins would be able to recover in that amount of time. Um, no, so it's, it's going to be, be tough. It's going to be pretty tough. Be so, that, so that's the U.S. crew on the, the men's side. Um, do you want to stick one gender at a time just so we can kind of give, yeah, yeah. give a breakdown?
1: We'll, do, we'll do all the men, and then we'll move to the ladies as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so, European listener, I don't I don't want to go like list every single person one by one because there are a lot more European or in detail uh, one by one. Um, but
1: just pick out the top. we we'll pick out the top yeah. top names that yeah, I would, would be I would uh, say
0: The, the biggest names: um, John Albin, obviously, pretty dang good. Oh, yeah. I, I think you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> Albert Soleil has done great in the past, um, just uh, against good competition. Luca Pascolarong, he got second at European Championship. He's going to have a really good year. Richard Heineck who beat all the top Americans and everybody actually in Greece. Um, he's, he's going to be there. Sergei Pereligan, uh, race in the middle East a ton, Igor Belisov. Yeah. He has, uh, he got second place at OCR worlds earlier this year. Yeah. Um, Thomas Buell, uh, Greg, Gregory Basilico, Eugenio Bianchi said he's in the best shape of his life. You've got a Jeremy Gachet, uh, another guy that got to mention and yeah. Nikolai Dam. Yeah. Um, so I think that, You've got a a solid crew. I I could keep going on and on, naming more people, but you've got significantly more top (sighs) European talent on the men's side there than U S yeah.
1: No, definitely. Who else is from uh, Canada with Atkins? Who's coming with Atkins? He's the only the male Canadian.
0: that I'm aware of.
1: The only male. Okay. The
0: female squad is very impressive, even though there aren't a ton there either. Um, you have, let's go to the ladies then. Yeah, we'll we'll wait till that. But there there are uh, three confirmed Canadian women, and only Ryan Atkins for the men that I've talked to, and I've I've asked like Sean Stevens, Whale, McDerello, and Austin Azar, all, all those guys, and none of them yeah. are going.
1: Oh well. Okay.
0: So, yeah, I've got about 40, 45, 50 of the the really good top men confirmed. Um, but, yeah, you've got, like, VJ won't be there. Tyler Veerman won't be there. Josiah Middaw, Kirk DeWint, um, Brian Gawiski. Robert Killian? Robert Kill- I was going to say, and and most surprising of all, Robert Killian will not be there. Yeah, so. he's
1: not defending his title. I know he's had a bit of a, an indifferent year, but he's been doing a lot of army, uh, military training. Yep. Uh, Yeah. He's raced recently, but he hasn't raced bigger races per se. So I thought maybe he was going to try and train himself into this race. So it's very surprising. He's not going to
0: go. Yeah. He said that he's actually coming into some pretty good fitness at the moment. Um, they just, he wasn't sure he was going to be in this uh, amount of fitness at the time. And then Hmm. earlier in the year heading into now and, um, his wife already kind of booked some, uh, some some uh, weekend getaway or something like that um, for for work. So he's got to watch the kids, and that was yeah. months ago that that, would, that that happened. So he kind of yeah. had that commitment with uh, a couple of young kids at home. Can't really just leave leave them to fend for themselves while so he goes <laughs> that
1: to that is, that is. Yeah. family comes first.
0: Exactly. Um, but yeah, Johnny Luna Lima is not going to be there. Aaron Newell just had surgery; he won't be there. Um, so a lot of the top men. Um, that's I would have loved seeing VJ. Uh, personally, I think he would have had a, a phenomenal yeah. race, but it's going to be kind of disappointing seeing some of them there um, on the UK or on the uh, European side. Um, you've got like Tom Twiddell, Jason Brunick, um, Scott Barker, like a lot of the UK guys yeah. will, will not be there as you are well aware of. Um, but the top, the best <coughs> of the best Europeans seem like they'll be there um, overall. So I think that that's going to really make things interesting for you guys. Um, and then, no one from australia uh is going on hill will be there them to get out right now exactly yeah just just the travel issues are going to making it difficult um so yeah <laughs> the, the, that's the kind of big big picture i know it was a lot of names but um i'm sure once people hear hear those they're like oh yes or no that's going to really clarify things
1: yeah i know i think um you looking from that list you're looking maybe that's gonna be a bit more European heavy in the top ten for yeah. results. Like you said, I think Logan Broadbent might have a quite a good race. He's raced quite a lot of races. Um oh, he's done Boston Marathon, he's done uh O C R W C he's done all of the US national series events. Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot this year and I think yeah, he probably can cap his year off with a with a very high finish in the desert. Um
0: uh, and you have to remember, he he did OCR Worlds when he got uh, third in the 15k. Literally, he went. He had like 46 hours of travel back from the Maldives yeah. to get to Boston. He got like no sleep for almost two days heading into it, and then just like oh, got dear. a couple hours, woke up. Guess what? Now you have to face the best and the best of the sport in the 15k, or most of them because some of them weren't there. But uh, still, put on a world championship podium performance on very difficult travel circumstances. I think yeah, you of all the definitely. people will probably not be uh, faced by that as much.
1: No. Yeah, definitely true. I think like you mentioned, um, some of the real top runners from the U S Chris Brown, Mark Godet, Mark Batras are all going to be not 100%, no matter how they feel, I guess they've been, they've been running like long, long distance races just before they may not be recovered in time, but they would have all done really well in this, probably in that kind of running conditions. Um, there will be some massive dunes, but it's not not like they didn't
0: kind of clean up all year or, you know, hit their season long goal. Like all of them had specific goals all year. So most people think, yeah, I'm just going to peak for the world championship. That's all I care about. But, (laughs) Godet wanted to win Telly Ride, Battress wanted to win World Sevens Mudder, Chris Brown, he's, you know, switching back and forth between OCR and Trail, and he's had a lot of success this year. So just because they aren't peaking for world championship and might not have their, you know, if this was their A race, they might not perform up to how they typically would. That doesn't mean they haven't yeah. had a successful year.
1: Oh no, definitely. I think um, I think I've seen more of the Europeans um, per se via Instagram. Um, really putting the work in specifically for this race. I know uh, Nijibianchi's been putting a lot of work in with this in mind. Um, Luca as well from Italy. I think after he raced the European Championships, he hasn't raced again. That's correct. As far as I'm aware. He's literally just been in the mountains putting work in for this race specifically. So Mm -hmm. Looks like maybe some of the European guys are going to come in with some built-up fitness, but
0: yeah, I've, I've okay, got to kick it's your good. brain on some of the European races because you, you've had yeah. some you have some really unique uh, venues that we don't really have in the U.S. Where you'll have like Valmoral or Valmor, i don't know how you pronounce it—in in France, where you'll have that winter mm-hmm. race, and some of the other ones in the Czech Republic or Slovakia, you'll have winter races, and a yeah. lot of the knowledge or a lot of the uh, <laughs> comparisons are that if you can run well on on snow you can run well on sand. So I think that yeah. athletes who have had success in the snow in the past probably have a good stride for that. Um, would you say the same?
1: So-so. Mm, I would guess oh. snow potentially is similar to sand, but I've spoke to a few people that live in in the desert, um, George Crew and a few other people that are living out there, and say it's not really much like it at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see. I know a lot of the guys more per se Europe, like Jeremy Gachet, um, guys from France and Spain have done the winter races at the beginning of the year yep. where they do used lots of sand running. But also um, some of the Italian races and um, the, ho- the race in Holland, there are actually quite a lot of the races on sand. Um Nikolai Dam as well has done some of the toughest events um, and they have some of their races on sand um, yep. along the beach and stuff. So it won't be an unknown to people. Um, I'm sure people have done a lot of racing on different terrain all throughout their um, race history, race careers. I just think this will be that level above that not many people have done unless you've done like a marathon sables or you've Mm -hmm. done like a a long (coughs) sand half marathon or something along those lines.
0: I agree. Yeah. Do do you feel that experience specifically running on sand, not snow Mm -hmm. is going to have a huge advantage for people who've gone over there in the past? Because if you look at, the list of confirmed people, Sergey Pereligan has raced in the middle East like a dozen times. And he's actually been over there for quite a bit. He's, he's over there uh, currently. And I think that he's just going to be the most acclimated athlete out there. Um, And clearly what he's done at trifecta world championship and just having a lot of success in the past in the middle East. um, I think that puts him as a heavy favorite to at least end up in the top five, if not podium, in my opinion, um, Richard Heineck, he has raced over there. Igor Belisov has raced in the Middle East before. Um just trying yeah, to look at the rest no, of the list. That, those guys. Yeah. I, I think the experience is going to help. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Sergi is definitely going to be up there. I'm I'm picking Sergi for a, a top five, maybe, maybe a podium position just because he's got – probably the best experience out of everyone on that list of racing in those conditions. Um, Like I said, he's out there right now. He just raced uh, another OCR, um, Desert Warrior or Desert Force. He just Mm -hmm. won that against like some of the best runners out there. Um,
0: He's had multiple OCR world champion or podiums and he was the European champ for Spartan in, in like 2018, I think. Um,
1: yeah, he won. He won in Morzine, which was yes. a beast of a course. Yeah, um, and he came obviously second in
0: Dolomites. Um, so he's definitely with that amazing finish against uh, yeah. Peter. That was that was the best, Peter's arguably the best finish I've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, definitely a crazy finish to a race. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's definitely got the form and the pedigree to be up there for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's. Ha- I'll have you break down some of the Europeans on what you've seen this year. Like, I'm, I'm familiar with their experience and everything. Um, I'd, I'd say I probably follow yeah. the the international scene more than anybody else in the U.S. Um, so I'm pretty familiar <laughs> with sure. these guys. But you're out there on the course with them occasionally. So, like, tactically, how would you say some of them, some of them perform?
1: Oof. well, it has been a little while until I've raced these guys. Obviously. Yeah. Since pandemic and this year in the UK, other races I did, I have just raced in the UK. Yep. This will be my first foray into the world. But, um, yeah, I've raced against these most of these guys before from Europe. So, yeah, Albert Soleil, he's just super strong. You know, he's got the history, the pedigree of European championships he's been at OCRWC as well he's podiumed at Spartan European this year Trifecta um, Trifecta Worlds as well so again he's one who's going to be at the top end um, probably battling it out um, I think he's going to have the a good like, running cadence for it um, because yeah. he's a little bit shorter in stature but he does run really well um so i kind of think he's gonna like enjoy running in the sand i don't think he's gonna struggle too much
0: i'll chime in um, with albert with albert so so he started yes. his career where he have like 15 wins in his first 16 races or something like that yeah um he only got he, beat by one guy and it was uh sebastian Hackinson. Hackinson. Yeah. yeah yeah and so he came to america for uh tahoe for the spartan race world championships and then of course he got like you know somewhere in the 10 to 15 range and people are like oh he's not that yeah. good and then he goes back again and he gets right around 10th and people are like the all the Europeans are overrated then the Americans mm-hmm. go to Europe uh, uh, the majority of them for in uh, 2019 and guess who ends up on the podium you've got three Europeans on there and there it's not like they're beating the any just bad Americans they're taking down Killian and Woods and Aaron Newell and Ryan Atkins <laughs> like you, you're taking down all these guys um yeah so I think that once the the jet lag and travel kind of is neutralized it, everyone's on a level playing field and and I truly think that a guy like Albert Soleil is definitely one of the five best in the world or so
1: yeah, no, definitely. He's he's shown it. I think, <clears throat> apart from John, we haven't really had too many on the men's side, too many guys that have performed amazingly in Tahoe, per se, because it's been the championship for so long. Yeah, um, I really do think
0: a, you know some low teens, but that's about it. Yeah.
1: it you've got the American, uh, the American racers, American guys that have been racing there for quite a while, and I just really think it suits your style of running in America a lot more. Um, it's pretty much a lot of solid, hard, compact trails and then some quite spicy climbs. Um, normally runnable. They got what? Two. Yeah, and yeah, very runnable. And the, the beginning is m- just a massive climb all up from the start, what they have normally do when I did it in 2018. Um, but when you come to Europe, it's a bit more technical with the running. That's one thing I think it may lack in the desert, depending where they're going to put it, because yeah. realistically they're going to have a lot of sand and a few and dunes. It's not really going to be ultra like sharp turns, technical downhills, yeah. um, like you'd find at a Morzine or a Dolomites, where it got like pretty single track, pretty gnarly going downhill. Yeah. You Had to be careful of like your f- footing. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to plan the course and if they're going to get into like the hard ground, if they're going to use a bit of the rocky area that's nearby. So that could that could play a factor because it yeah. could just be fairly runnable sand.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer that uh they didn't they <laughs> by the time that we're done with this, I, I would say by the time I wake up in the morning, they're going to have done their preview with Garfield Griffiths, uh who's yeah. the least director. <laughs> so will actually have that knowledge a little bit more. Like, will there be a double sandbag carry? How much of it's going to be on loose sand versus what they're going to be able to access for the harder surface. So that, that would definitely play a role in like who's going to have success here. Um, so I guess yeah. all we can really do is make our best educated guess before then. I have
1: seen a few little snippets on Instagram of pictures of people that are out there building the course. Mm-hmm. And there is a June, Almost vertical dune, let's say. And below the dune is the nice uh, square boxes for the sandbag carries or the buckets. I think it's going to be the sandbag carry because they're the smaller square ones. Yeah. So it looks like it's up and down a massive dune with a, I'm going to guess a double sandbag because Joe hates us.
0: Yeah. Well, let me tell you, if there's any place in the world that they better have a double sandbag, it's the (laughs) desert. Because if they (laughs) claim that they don't have the sand, they're lying. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just saying like...
1: <laughs> oh spartan spartan we love yeah. you really <laughs> i think i think they'll
0: do it they need to
1: yeah no um they've they're already setting it up there's already pictures of people um, bringing the stuff in so it's, yeah. it's gonna happen i'd get really for like double slide
0: honestly i might like i might slide down that like i'm on a sled if i had the chance going down if it's steep oh, well, enough
1: do you remember uh, OCR uh, WC twenty seventeen? I ran the strength yeah. leg for that. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, in Canada, Hunter went down with um, yep yeah, in Blue Mountain yep. with oh, the, was... the double bags.
0: That was and terrifying. Hunter went down on his ass because he fell. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I like, slid to half the hill. He was like rowing a boat, basically, because he was on his bike. Because <laughs> like, yeah,
1: that was uh yes. That was a very muddy downhill, and it was almost vertical because it was a yep. ski slope.
0: Yeah, exactly. Crazy ass.
1: But. Uh, but we divert right back to the, uh, back to the,
0: um, Spartan world. So what about the ladies? To talk yeah. To ladies? Well, I was going to say, do you just want to wrap up the men, maybe give like our oh, yeah. top three to five picks um, just based on what we know now. And that way we can dedicate the rest of it towards the woman.
1: Of course. Of course. Right, um, well. You go first, the Jack.
0: Oh, I want Oh, one, one, one of those one. things. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure John Alvin's going to run away with this, honestly. Um, He was on a podcast earlier with (laughs) Matthew Davis, and he basically was like, Tahoe, I survived. Abu Dhabi is (laughs) going to be a a much better course for his skill set. And based on where his running is right now and how dominant he was at Europeans, um, I don't see him losing. No, his running
1: is another level right
0: now. Yep. Um, And for for my second pick, I'm going to go for the sixth time Ryan Atkins. It kills me. I want him to get it, I really do. Um, but right now I'm going to, I'm going to just, he's in super good shape, but John Alvin also is. And just when in doubt, don't vote against John in my opinion. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, third yeah. place, I'm going to go with Sergey Pereligan, and this is just based on what I've got at the moment. Um, yeah. ton of experience proven that he can beat pretty much all of these guys, um, on the Spartan circuit, no matter where you're from. He's never had the chance to race at Spartan world championship in the past because he's had a visa issue getting into the U S from Russia. So yep. this is, a, this is kind of his first chance to, to face most of those guys. Um, I think that's going to be a very, very good race for him. Fourth place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Logan Broadbent. I think he's going to have a fantastic race. Um, spent some time <laughs> with them before big bear. He's all in on this race. Uh, the hotter it is, the better, he tends to do, which I think is going to take out a lot of people. Um, and yeah. he has a very, very quick turnover, which is very helpful on for sand running. Uh, and he's kind of proven that he's one of the best in the sport all year long. So I think this will be a great course for him. And fifth place, I'm going to go with Richard Heinic. I know he was injured to start the year, um, but kind of like Sergei, he's got that experience um, running in the middle East. And he, he's, he you know, I, I know it's a completely different thing than two years ago, but his performance in Greece a couple of years ago uh, put him on the map. I think a lot of the Europeans and myself, we we knew that he was there. Um, I just didn't think that he'd necessarily win it, but I knew that he could hang with a lot of those guys. And you know, this is the first time that he won't have to deal with the altitude of the World Championship, so he's my fifth pick.
1: No, no, very solid uh, very solid top five there from yourself. Um, probably my top three doesn't divert too much from that. Uh, John, mm-hmm. John to win, just seeing him running um, right now, he's running phenomenal and he's just winning everything he's entering right now, which is crazy. Um, Atkins in second, um, it is tough because he is also dominant, in the sport of OCR. He's probably actually done, or he has done more OCR than John this year. So that could be a close battle. Um, I would agree. Yeah. I think, I don't think John's going to run away with it and win by like five minutes. Like he did a Spartan European championships. Mm -hmm. I really think we're going to have a real close battle between those guys. Um, yeah, it could come down to like a one obstacle finish. Um, in between those guys. I'm not too sure, but it's going to be a great battle at the front between them. Um, then third, Sergi. Yep, I think he's he's got the form. He's got the experience of sand running. Like you say, he's never had the chance to go to Tahoe because of visa issues. So I think he wants to show show off this year that um, he is a dominant guy. He's been on big championship podiums before. He's been a champion. So yeah, no, I definitely think he's going to come in Third, um, ooh, now these are probably where's mine's gonna change. I think we've got some real strong Italians going. Um I reckon Inija Bianchi is gonna come in fourth. But oh, yeah, not too yeah, yeah, not too far behind Sergi. So Enigi Bianchi in the um in the winter months generally goes and does a lot of um, skiing.
0: He was a roller ski uh, world champ, if I'm not mistaken.
1: He, he was a roller ski world champ, and he does a lot of um, like cross-country skiing. Yeah. Uh, per se, we said before, snow is semi like sand, not 100%. Yeah. But he knows how to move himself through that real like tough, <clears throat> kind of like, sloggy environment. Cross-country skiing is like, really hard on the legs. Yeah. Um, He's a heck of
0: a climber um i will say he, yeah. he goes out very aggressively though and i'm just worried you know he might be in it for the for the first hour and then pay the price
1: yeah but i've I've got a feeling he might come strong um and could take like a fourth um yeah probably logan broadbent in fifth he again is had a great year um i'm gonna go on the fact you said his running is gonna suit sand put him in fifth position yep. um i don't i've obviously watched his running but i'm not too sure what he's like over different uh, terrain per se he's but yeah good. there's my yeah.
0: nasty terrain there's he's really top good top so yep now i will say ryan woods is the biggest unknown uh he and ryan kempson are probably like the only two on the men's side out of the top 30 or 40 athletes in the sport that i don't yeah. know their status on if ryan woods shows up I'd probably put him fourth just behind Sergey, and then bump everyone down behind him.
1: Oh yeah. Fair. woods is obviously a great runner and he would probably do well.
0: Do you think you'd do good in the heat? Yeah. He lives in North Carolina, which is super humid and hot. Um, so <laughs> well, there you I, go then. I think he's going to do really good. well there. Yep. Um, all right. Let And then Mark Gaudet, if he's fully recovered, he told me that he just ran like a 54 minute, just about a 54 flat, 10 miler at elevation um so he's that. that's about 520 525 pace um and then you take away the elevation it probably comes out to somewhere in like the low five teens so he it, you know his relative effort so he's running well despite having done tell Ride about a month or so ago so he could definitely have a good course there um let, let's name one like i hope or you know most people wouldn't expect them um to do well but who would your person be
1: that you think is going to crack Ooh, the top 10 scroll, that might surprise people. Scroll down slightly, um, just so I can get the name. Um, so well, Thomas Boyle really, um, yeah. from Belgium. I, he's probably not an unknown because he's, he's done quite a lot in Europe, time. but maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe to American listeners, um, he is a really top uh, Belgium athlete, more been doing toughest OCR series, and he's been doing a lot of the Spartan stuff this year. He's fast. Uh, yeah, he's, he's fast and he's really strong. Um, he's a really strong runner, so I think he might suit the sand quite well. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, he's kind of on a dark horse to break into that top 10, which will be filled with names people recognise, people know. Um, yeah, he's probably my dark horse, I'd he's, say. He didn't have a
0: great European championship, but he's without question one of the best OCR athletes in the world. And no doubt, um, they, the only thing that worries me, and you can attest to this, um, he's got a, a brand new baby right now. So I can imagine sleep isn't exactly at a premium for him at the moment.
1: No, When you have a baby? Sleep is non-existent. I can, tell, <laughs> I can attest to that very much. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so my, my pick, who I think is going to have a great – race um put himself on the map as gregory basilico. Uh, are you familiar with him?
1: Yes, um he went out and won the whole trifecta in Holland, mm-hmm. which was mainly on sand. So that's yeah. a good pick.
0: He also just ran uh, a 30-16 10k very recently. Um and I've wa- I've been watching a lot of european videos of some of the spartan highlights, you know how they have those like 10 to 15 minute elite heat recaps. Yeah. And that guy just—he mm. looks smooth, and I—he just hasn't put it together fully yet. But I yeah. think that he has the potential of doing so. So he's my name to so watch.
1: Gregory's had a habit of being up there in yep. like podium position for say two thirds of a race, and then something will happen, and yep. he drops out, and he ends up being fourth or fifth. Yeah, um, at the big, big like um, series races in and around Europe, he has cracked a few, and he's been on the podium plenty of times. Um, but yeah, just him winning out in Holland really um, like caught my state. eye. Yeah, it caught my eye because it it wasn't st- a stacked field, but he was just so dominant yep. so out there, which was really uh, really interesting. So, yep. no, great pick.
0: And to me, pe- people like uh, Gregory and Logan Broadband, <laughs> who've, who've won trifecta weekends every single race during the the weekend. That just shows yeah. they've got the engine to last, and this is going to be a grinding sufferfest, in my opinion. It's probably going to be thirteen miles again, half marathon, um, but yeah. thirteen miles on runnable mountain terrain versus sand is going to be a whole different t- tax uh, or uh, toll on your body. Um, so I think that you know you can survive a, a trifecta weekend like that and, and perform well in every distance. You've got the engine to to stay strong throughout this type of race.
1: Yep. All Damn, right, it's going to be brutal.
0: Yeah, so I All guess right. pretty similar mindset on the men's side. Um, women is going to be different. So let's just talk about the yes. uh, couple of names who will not be there because pretty much everybody else will. Um, <laughs> defending world champion Nicole Merrickle will not be there uh, because she's injured. Everyone knows that. Um, the other big name on the men's or on the uh, women's side from the U.S. is Rose Wetzel. So she decided – she kind of took her off-season after Big Bear um, before she found out that she might have some of her travel covered for her. And she's like, I I can't get fit again for world championship level in less than six weeks uh, after taking essentially a multi-week off-season. So she backed out. Um, Miriam Guillaume-Bosset, who podiumed at Tahoe and has, without question, has been one of the top female racers in Europe for the past few years. She won't be there. Um, which is kind of a shame. Um, and
1: yeah, then, she would have been up there, definitely. Um, it's a shame she's not going to make the trip.
0: Yep. And she's raced in the Middle East as well, so got experience. But she said that it, it's just too difficult to travel over there with all the uh, quarantine and testing requirements for her. Um, yeah. And Jezebel Kramer, I would have loved seeing her from, from France. She's one of the uh, the top European women, just very, very – just strong, and I think that that's you know having the durability in a race like this, especially where there might be a tougher carry. I think that she could have had a fantastic finish, and she was right around. Was she third or fourth? At she opinion?
1: was full She had she, a bit of hard right, yeah. She, um, so in the European champs, they finished on the rig, um, to the finish line. Yeah, she fell off the rig, and, and Esther passed uh, her, I think. Esther passed her on the rig, so she had a bit of heartbreak at a championship. So I thought she might want to come and try and uh, avenge avenge that disappointment. Yeah. But
0: no, she said able. she wasn't, she just wasn't able to get the amount of <coughs> time needed off from work, so unfortunately, she won't be there. And then the other name that I wish. Uh, was showing up just because she has never faced people on the world stage. Um, is this girl from Australia, Joanna Hills? Um, I'm t- that just her performances over there are stupid good, and she's basically the same level um, as like an Esther or a Rose in terms of performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but she okay. just can't travel due to the uh, mm-hmm. difficulties getting out of Australia. So I wish she was there, but she won't be. But if we take a look at who will be there.
1: Um, there are so many. So many is
0: stacked. Players. You've got Susanna, yeah. who, look, honestly, she's running as well as she ever has. I'm sure you saw her dominant performances this year. Um, yeah, She's crushing it. She's going to be two-time world champ. Um, and then the other, other big name on the women's side is Lindsay Webster, other two-time world yep. champ. So whoever wins this is going to have the all-time head-to-head record. Um, mm-hmm. I know everyone calls Lindsay the goat understandably. Um, but if Susanna has a three win, two loss record head to head against Lindsay and Spartan has more championships, has a, has a positive winning record against her. I think she can make the claim that she's actually the the greatest of all time on the women's side. Um, so, oh. Lot on the line. Yeah,
1: she's super dominant at the races in Europe as well. Like, oh, yeah. No one's touching her if she's on the start line. It's yeah. the same as Lindsay. If she turns up, it's it's almost impossible yeah. to beat Lindsay. So, yep. it's Susanna is Lindsay in Europe, basically.
0: Exactly. Yep. And they've had some battles for the year. So, i'm pumped for that but let, let's just go down the rest of the um the top names on the the women's side so yeah. esther tobegiova um second place at the trifecta world championship and basically all she ever does is get first or second um she, and the she, only yeah. time she gets second yes. is it's like suzana or uh nicole miracle facing her so yeah. without question one of the best in the sport And know she got third at um Europeans just behind Alyssa Petrova also. Um, But I think that if this is not as much of a mountain course, that'll be better because Esther has that Hobie Call Lake turnover where she's, you know, most people run 170, 180 steps a minute. Esther's like 200. So I think that that's going to be very, very good for running in the sand. Um, Yanka Popova, she's just a phenomenal athlete, always up there. Alyssa Petrova, second place at Europeans. Ulrika Evanson um got she probably has some of the best range that people don't even realize in the sport she got third she's place, or, the, yeah
1: she's on the danish uh mountain trail running, running mountain yeah. and trail running national team yeah which is crazy
0: which is that, yeah. that good a runner yeah within a couple months um a couple of years ago she got fourth at ocr world's 3k and then got like 30th at the world mountain running championship which was like a 20 mile race with Uh, I don't know, like 2000 meters of elevation gain over the course of it. And it's like, that's some, some serious range. And uh, the only thing that is tough about her is that she had a hand injury um, earlier, uh, I think like within the past few months.
1: Um, Yeah. She's not raced much this year in OCR because of the hand
0: injury. She's fit though. Um, So she'll be running fit. (laughs) Yeah. And she was actually in podium position for like the first hour at Tahoe a couple of years ago, but she made a a bad ward, wardrobe choice and ended up DNFing because she kind of got hypothermia because um, she wasn't prepared for the swim. I can guarantee you, you will not be getting cold in Abu Dhabi this year. <laughs> um, no, yeah. And then Ida, uh, just multiple podiums at OCR Worlds this past year. Arguably, like if you if you're looking at the women's Mount Rushmore of OCR, just all brands considered, um, I'd put Ida on there. So. Yeah. You know, she's up there. You know what she's going to do when she gets there. A um, couple of names from the UK. You've got Nikki Johnson and Andrea Burquez. They're showing up. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think of their choices, their, their chances? Um,
1: and I think Nikki's going to have uh, quite a good chance. She, I think she came 11th at the European champs, but per se, the Brits don't do amazing when it goes extremely mountainous because mm-hmm. our mountains are like small little molehills. Yeah. Um, but she's raced uh, some of those winter races and she's podiumed before in some of the winter races. I think it was 2020, just before the pandemic hit, she went and did some winter races. Um, so she's got um, like experience of racing against these top European females. Um, same as Andrea, she po- um uh, was like 6th in Morzine a few years ago which was one of the toughest races I think I've ever done so to get um, in a top 10 position in one of those races is amazing so right. I think they've got a good chance of getting up there maybe another, another UK top lady right here. Yeah, uh, Federica yeah she's had a she has had a great year uh, this year like burst onto the scene mm-hmm. um, I don't know if she's run elite too many times before but this she year she's yeah. like made a little- no, so I think this year she made a real commitment to do the Elite Series, be up there. Um, she's actually on the same team as Nikki in the UK. There's a little team down at um, Nuclear uh, Races where the World Champs was held. So she's got a lot of like tough people to train against. So yeah, yeah. she's probably not there to be a top 15, but she's definitely going to be in and around your, 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 your like, top thirty, top 20 maybe.
0: Yep. Definitely. Um, then a couple other worth mentioning Petra Arvela. She's a solid racer. I think she's out of Spain. Um, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, Adela Borokova. she is, if you watch some of those YouTube highlights, um, very, very good runner and just very aggressive at the beginning. And I believe she's actually beat Susana before granted it was within like a year of Susana coming back from pregnancy. But (laughs) I think that, uh, Adela has had a top twenty finish at Tahoe before, so she's had a, a solid finish for representing Europe in the big championships in the past.
1: Nice. So, um, who else have we got? Where's the Canadian?
0: Yeah, ladies? so I told you Canada was stacked. Um, I lied. There are actually four women. Uh, so Lindsay <laughs> Webster, Emma Cook, Clark
1: stacked in talent.
0: Yes, talent. Not. It's all about quality over quantity for them. Um, this is it. Yeah, so Lindsay Webster, Emma Cook-Clark, who's just just going to crush it. Uh, face Stenning, always a good championship performer. And then Ariel Fitzgerald, who's been running on some sand in some of the the videos she's <laughs> uploaded, um, had some, some yeah. solid performances as well. So you've got some talent there from Canada on the women's side.
1: No, definitely. Well, we, we know what Lindsay's about. We know what Lindsay's going to bring. Um, let's maybe focus on one of the Canadians not everybody knows about, uh, Emma Cook-Clark. I know yep. she's had a stellar year in the US National Series. She also won the US uh, National Regional Championship.
0: Yeah, in Tahoe.
1: Yep. In, yeah. in Tahoe, which it was this year. Um, she is part of the Nicole Merkel team. Is it the Dream Team? Oh, OCR, the dream OCR Dream Team. team. Yes. Yep. OCR Dream Team. So She's obviously got some great advice from... Uh, coming down from Nicole on how to uh, attack these championship races. Um, yeah. What, what do you think her chances are of uh, oh, showing it, up
0: in the desert? Emma is the real deal. Um, so her first ever race in OCR, so she got selected for OCR Dream Team because she's a good mountain runner and she's a firefighter. So Nicole was like, okay, strong plus good runner. Let's see what she has. <laughs> so she, she goes down to Asheville, U.S. National Series race, and she's leading it by like, a, a while like a, over a minute um a couple miles in and then she uh went on like the monkey bars put her hands on there and she reached on the top step and because she's not super tall and then she like stepped down real quick to get a new grip but some of the judge was yeah. like oh you, you failed it you you made contact again you have to do burpees and that kind of threw her out of things and yeah. then she's like okay i should probably do a race in canada where <laughs> she's from just to get a little bit more practice before i do another big race she, she ends up running um, Red Dare in Alberta, yeah. Canada, and she beat Aaron Newell by like 10 minutes, which, which is just stupid. And uh, like, <laughs> Poor Aaron. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> she wasn't too far behind um, Sean Stevens-Whale either, so one of the best in the sport. And then she goes to Tahoe and ends up beating uh, Annie Doobie by Annie Doobie. a couple of minutes. Um, the crazy thing about watching that race, you can tell how much of a beginner Emma is. But every single time she would, like, take five seconds longer on an obstacle and then she'd be, like, asking the volunteer, like, what do I do here and just wasting time like that. And she'd get off and Annie would get a little ahead of her. And then she'd just throw in a surge and it didn't even look like she was trying. Yeah. And Annie just couldn't keep up with her on the on running. And Annie's definitely one of the best in the sport um, at just grinding up a mountain. So just Emma's power was just so apparent. And um talked with Nicole and Nicole says that she thinks Emma could – Easily win this race, so definitely if Nicole gives her the, uh, you know, the stamp of approval, and she's already backed it up yeah. all year, you know what she's going to have when she comes up to Abu Dhabi.
1: Definitely, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the ladies have probably got more uh, permutations of top three than the men's because yeah. we we got those favourites that could be the winners, but on any any given day, something could happen. Um, the spear throw is always going to play a factor, so yep. it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, Let, let's talk about uh, yeah. the U.S. women who are going to be there. So yeah. Annie Doobie, basically second place at most of the U.S. National Series races this year, <laughs> um, giving Lindsay a run for her money a lot. Alex oh, yeah. Walker, phenomenal shape. She got fifth at Tahoe last time, and I think she was fourth in the U.S. National Series behind Lindsay Annie Rose, um, uh, so I think she was yeah. fourth, um, was Ashley really O'Hara. Solid. Yeah. And, yeah. and Alex lives in Texas, which very hot. She runs on the, she's able to run on sand. She has a, a nice loop for that. Um, I, and she's just as gritty as anybody in nasty environments. So if it gets hot, if it gets windy, some other people might break. Alex definitely won't um Ashley O'Hara and Ashley Heller (laughs) both going to be there so a couple of Ashleys I guess it's kind of like the Ryans on the men's side (laughs) um Chris Roglowski who ended up podium at OCR Worlds uh just super good shape she's not as fit as a runner she I actually um Alex Walker and Chris Roglowski ran the same turkey trot today um Mm -hmm. 5k on Thanksgiving and Alex was like low to mid 18s and Chris was low to mid 19s so I don't know how how all out they might have been going um, but yeah. I know that Alex has better foot speed for sure um, and then <laughs> a couple other names to, to mention is Immy Cross, is she originally from the UK? She is
1: uh, originally from the UK Im- okay. Imogen Cross um, she has wears a nice, uh, nice flag on a Spartan Pro top a nice uh, United Kingdom flag so, yeah, she's coming out from the U.S. Um, she just had some podiums at a few venues, I believe, recently. She so she's obviously yep. in in good form to make South the trip. South Carolina,
0: yep. And she got a surprising um, fifth place at um, uh, West Virginia earlier this year. So that was a, a big surprise. Um, Casey yeah. Monroe's had a heck of a year as well. She's run like there are 21 races this year, and she's podiumed at probably 15 of them or so. Nice
1: that um, uh, is outrageous 21 races
0: yeah. i did eight and i was tired <laughs> yeah yeah no case casey's done the whole like um <laughs> she was actually the first person to ever do one of those trifecta weekends and get first in one race second in another and third in the other so she got like the trifecta <laughs> trifecta um, for the podiums trifecta. so, <laughs> so one, wow. one of each <laughs> um so that's, that's pretty good. cool and then the other name that um, I was going to save her for, for later for the, don't be surprised if she does well, Sarah Keys or Kai's, sorry that's how you pronounce it. Um, are you familiar okay. with her?
1: No, not at all. What's, uh, t- tell us a bit more about Sarah. So she
0: is Aaron Newell's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and yeah. and she, now she I'm more familiar up, with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, now you you've got that connection that you can uh, relate yeah. to her now. Um, so Sarah, she did her first ever race in New Jersey, which is you don't really think of New Jersey is having you know tough mountains or anything because it's on the East coast doesn't really have big stuff like that, but it's just an up and down, just beat you up type of course um, yeah. on a ski hill. And she's, she just uh, ran away from Faye Stenning and several other really talented runners um, right as Faye said that she was starting to get <coughs> in shape. And a couple weeks later, um, Faye at big bear got like <laughs> fourth or fifth. I think she got fifth. Um, so, yeah. you know, it, uh, Sarah is right around there. She did run another race and kind of didn't get like whooped or anything. I did. I just think that running uh, a day two race after you're not used to that, after your first ever Spartan, it's probably not going to go well because your body is like, what the heck did you just do to me? Um, So, (laughs) but yeah, talent is totally there. And Aaron said that she has experience running in the desert um, because she's a very talented trail runner and that's where Mm -hmm. her background is. So, um, you know, if you got okay. experience running on sand and you've already taken down some of the best in the sport, I I say that's a, a name to watch.
1: Okay, no, interesting that she's going to make the trip. Is Aaron mm-hmm. making the trip? He got elbow surgery uh, recently, so I yeah, don't... he just had his wings yeah. fixed. So, so I, I wouldn't put my money not... on Aaron
0: doing well. I, he's not racing though. Um,
1: no, but... no, no. But okay, so interesting that she's going to make the trip out. Oh, yeah, a, a dark horse per se. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, no, he's good.
0: Yeah. So, do you want to go <laughs> and make our uh, yeah. top five picks?
1: Go on then. I will. I will go first this time. If uh, yeah, if yeah. you did the gentleman's one, I'll, sure. I'll take the uh, the ladies first. Um, oh, they so close at that one-two spot.
0: Who do you go with? I'm gonna go with Susanna really is it because just, you just go want Europe Susana. to win N-
1: no not particularly like it. yes I would love Europe to dominate every time but um yeah. I just think Susanna's got that experience she's raced a few times um I think she's raced in the Middle East before she has yep yeah but maybe the Oman trifecta weekend I'm not I can't remember which Pacific races, but I'm sure she's raced there before. Yep. Um I just think she's coming into form right now. She seems trajectory is on the way up. She dominated the um Spartan European Championships. She just she blowing got, people she out. She had it.
0: two <laughs> fails at that race, right?
1: She did and She was still Yeah. You know, she still crossed the line quite far ahead, which is yep. pretty crazy. That to me
0: is what <laughs> scares me though. It's like you don't have that room for error.
1: True, true. Lindsay's not going to give her room for error. I yeah. think we're going to have a similar finish to what you're going to see in the men's side where John and Ryan are going to be real close. I think Susanna and Lindsay going to be close, but yeah. I've got a feeling Susanna's in that mindset. She wants she wants to prove that she's back, fully back.
0: Um and she's like forty, forty-one years old, also. Um, yeah, so she, she's but Miriam just podium dinner at forty-one or forty a couple of yeah. years
1: ago. Uh, yeah, I think she's just got the bit between her teeth. Lindsay, phenomenal racer. She she could easily turn up and just run away with it and dominate the whole thing and leave Susanna in the dust. So and no it's one will be difficult. surprised. <laughs> no, no one will be surprised. She she is a phenomenal racer, but. I think it's going to be a real close grind. Um, and I don't think either of them are used to having a close, close race at big championships a lot. So, yeah. No, I'm going to go Susanna, Lindsay. Um, and then Emma. Kay. Emma Cook-Clark. Um, just because... You've won me round and talked me over on how good a runner she is. And after watching uh, the video at Tahoe of the ladies, yeah, she's a phenomenal runner. And I can't believe how many surges she put in against Annie Doobie. Just every time Annie got slightly ahead, she just disappeared again. Disappeared, Mm -hmm. which was crazy. Um, Fourth place, I'm going to go Ida. Ida is probably one of the top OCR racers uh female racers in the world. Um like you said she's probably on the Mount Rushmore. She was second behind Lindsay at OCRWC for both the 3k and 15 I believe. Yep. Um yeah. I just think she could have a top performance and I think she will be up there probably the whole race like in the second to fourth position somewhere between there. Um I just don't think she's gonna podium yet. She probably hasn't done enough Spartans at the current time. Whereas the other girls have all done loads of Spartans. Mm. She done what two this year? And I think they were in Hungary or Czech Republic. Yeah, it was in it was in Central Europe. She
0: raced. She, she raced Susana, but she got kind of she she lost by a, a decent margin. Yeah, I just don't think. Susana, she's Susana. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think she's close enough at Spartan Racing per se. If it was yep. OCRWC or a toughest championship or something like that, I think she'd have a much better chance of being of winning. But yeah, I think Agreed. she's gonna be fourth, um, fifth. Um, I'm gonna go Alyssa Petrova because she is out there right now racing um, quite a lot. I think she went out with Sergey. Um, and she has been podiuming and racing the Middle East quite a lot over the last few years. Just think, she's going to have that that knowledge of the event and knowledge of the the thing to push herself to a top five. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is leaving so many good names out. It's so hard it for the ladies. It's like that picking at the Olympics.
0: Be... Yeah, it's oh. like picking at the Olympics. You're like, oh crap! Like
1: they're <laughs> all would. so good.
0: How do I leave this person off, you know, my list? Yeah, it's oh. Yeah, no, I, gonna be I, I think you've got um, um, you've got solid logic, but you're wrong. Um, So, <laughs> so I'm I'm going with Lindsay because I've seen what she's done. Um She started <laughs> the year off shaky. She was not fast at Hildervat to start the year. She got just run away from by Rebecca and Nicole during the race in which Nicole got injured, and then she did a savage race and she DNF'd, and then she was like, okay, I I can't do this half ass anymore. Um Undefeated in the U.S. National Series race. Won both OCR World uh, Championships and just peaking right now. Um, I don't know. Never pick against Lizzie. It's like John. Like, you might be wrong, but you're going to be wrong by one place. Like, (laughs) Lindsey's just not going to miss it. Um, I think that Zuzana is definitely going to make the podium, but I think Emma Cook-Clark is actually going to get second. Um, I, I, that's the, that's the one that, that kills me due to experience. Um, I will say that if we find out tomorrow when, uh, Garfield's giving his overview of the course and there's a double sandbag carry, I think that changes things. And Zuzana is probably the best heavy carrier in the sport on the women's side in this field. Um, there's
1: going to be a double sandbag. They're going to do it. It's happening. Joe, Joe wants to punish people. I know, I time.
0: know, but he's not designing a course. Um, <laughs> True. If, if he did that, he'd make everyone bear crawl the whole thing, probably. But Ooh, no, no gators no, no, don't even, or anything. Yeah. I um, don't even give Joe that power. <laughs> no, no. This is this isn't 2013 anymore. You can't do that stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm going Lindsay, Emma, and then Suzana for third. Uh, Suzana oh, has never missed a Spartan podium in like 30 or 35 career races. Um, yeah, no, she's not going to stop even here. So just her fitness crazy good right now. I just think that Lindsay's a little bit above. Um, and then Emma has, you know, now that she has a little bit more experience and has put in specific training, getting that guidance from Nicole, I I'd give her a slight edge over Susana, but I wouldn't be surprised if Susana does get second, even though I'm not picking her there. Um, fourth place I'm going Esther Hortopagiova. Um, she was basically 10 seconds behind Nicole in the uh, trifecta world championship in 2019 after two events, yeah. the sprints and the super to start day one. Um, you don't do that on accident. And she has very, very good running form for, for sand. Um, she struggled a little bit in the mountains just due to um, I, I don't think she's as good of a, you know, grind it type of climber. She, she likes more of the rolling terrain. Um, she's not that strong. I saw her, str- she ended up having to do burpees on the Hercois. So that makes me a little bit nervous, but I think that she's a good enough runner that she'll be able to put herself into contention, um, just to kind of be up there and, you know, you don't get first or second at literally every single race for like 30 straight races without being, a uh, podium threat for world championship. And then, oh, fifth, it's killing me. It's like, I don't I don't know, should I put Ulrica, should I put Ida, um Alyssa, but I think I'm gonna go with Annie Doobie instead. Um she'll probably be the okay, okay. top American and what's she done all year that you know, why why wouldn't she deserve to be uh top five in my opinion? I, I think she's no. crushed it all year, being right up there with Lindsay in several races. Um she lives in a very hot area of California. Um and I know she spent mm-hmm. some time okay. in the desert, so that's to me. Sounds like uh, a pretty good winning formula for her. Now,
1: what is the travel time for the North American athletes to get to Abu Dhabi?
0: Are we looking over 10 hours? Oh, oh, more than that, without question. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go on Google flights. Let's see. Most of them are flying into Chicago and then from Chicago into Abu Dhabi. And that doesn't even include uh, the, whatchamacallit, the... Uh, four-hour bus ride right. once you land yeah, yeah so if you're traveling uh you know, <laughs> tomorrow a, a lot of them are doing that um i mm-hmm. i believe it's something like you know like a 18-hour duration um just to get there yeah 20 hours 17 mm-hmm. hours 16 hours yeah you're <laughs> you're, you're gonna be yeah, spending okay. some so time it's
1: it's a solid flight for the North American athletes to get here. And even like the uh, South American athletes, I know there's a few that have slightly already made the trip over. Yeah. I'm flying from the UK and it's going to take me six and a half hours. All of the Europeans, the
0: coast us trip. That's not too bad.
1: Yeah. All of the Europeans, you're looking at six maximum eight hours. If you're coming from the Southern part of Spain or Portugal, maybe do you think that's going to have any effect
0: yeah, I do. Look, look what happens every time that you you've had non North American <laughs> athletes come to Tahoe. It messes yes. you up. That jet lag mm-hmm. is a real thing. That once the U.S. athletes went to Greece, suddenly all these athletes who couldn't keep up with them at Tahoe just beat them. I yeah. wonder why? Because you know they're good and they weren't sleep deprived. So without yes. question, that's gonna it's gonna help. I do think that people who are um, they're not they might not be expecting what it's going to be like camping um you better bring some earplugs <laughs> because that wind is going to get loud your tent's going to be flapping it's going to be hot oh yeah. it's going to be cold like you, you don't know what the sleeping in the desert is a, in a ca- camping that's a completely different environment um so i think that some people are just yeah. they might get dehydrated at night so <laughs> i don't think everybody's preparation is going to be perfect um the night before the no. race
1: it's going to be a very different, um, different prep for this style of race. But yeah, no, I think that's, um, people thinking about like, who's going to do well, who's not going to do well. That's something to take in mind. The travel trip for Europeans, um, and like Scandinavians and Brits and stuff is a lot less than if you're coming from the U S. Um, I think even if you're coming from like Asia, it's still, it's not a huge travel. It's, probably 10 hours you look at something like that depending where you're flying from maybe a little bit more yeah so yeah it's going to have an effect on the north american athletes for sure i think um, it's
0: it's roughly like a somewhere in the nine okay, how far ahead is it for you uh time zone
1: four hours different to. Okay, so Abu Dhabi 11
0: time. 11 hours different from if you're in colorado or at night or uh nine if you're on the east coast so you're looking from nine nice. to 12 hours of time zone change that's basically if you're used to working out at a.m., it's going to be p.m. So yeah. it's going to be – that's tough. I went to Paris a couple oh, of years God. ago, and I my sleep schedule was wrecked like that <laughs> whole time. And that was only like four days when I was there. Oh, um, so I can imagine. But the good thing is this race isn't starting at 7.30 a.m. like it normally does. It's going to be in the afternoon, which is – a completely different story in my opinion. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh yeah, I think that's gonna have a big uh, a big change because mm-hmm. personally for myself, I don't normally eat too much before a race, but if it's at three p.m. in the afternoon, I'm gonna have to at least eat a, a meal, maybe two meals before. So that's yeah. gonna be a bit of a juggling act of how you're gonna feel. Not just eat a, how are you gonna uh,
0: digest it and stuff, like if you're with yeah. that schedule yeah, different.
1: Yep. So yeah. yeah, it's going to make a bit of a difference. I think obviously if you think what 3 PM it's 11 hours different, it's going to be it's like a 4am race relative. Yeah. 4am kind of race for the Americans. You're not going to, even if you've been there like what, four or five days before you're not going to have changed your body clock that quickly to get 100% ready. No there way. will be a lot of caffeine, which may lead to some, uh, Dehydration, um, yeah. so that's a big thing. Um, yeah, I think the desert, desert's just going to throw up a load of new factors. Um, <clears throat> I do think Spartan are going to make a huge, huge spectacle. It's going to be an amazing kind of thing. Um, I do wonder what coverage is going to be like because I'm unsure about Wi-Fi. I don't think they're going to get
0: anything a lot of in Wi-Fi the in the desert, at least here in the US. Like, oh, you've got five G everywhere. I'm just kidding. It's gonna be nothing. It's all gonna be post recorded, I imagine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're just that, gonna get videos uh, probably a week after.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Now I, I've got to say, um, with that late start time, I did a little bit of analysis because that's what I do. I, th- I think well, it's I gonna be, down. I think it's gonna be a disaster with the start time that they have. Three um, thirty for the women, four p.m. for the men so i looked it up yeah it's basic like you know how you have uh dusk and nautical twilight and like all those different like the when it will actually be pitch black is six twenty one p.m and that's that means that all the men have to finish in two hours and 21 minutes or less and all the women two hours and 51 minutes or less if you want to actually have a chance at that and you if you look at the middle east north africa championship um You had one person finish under two hours in the past. Uh, And that's a beast. I know that it wasn't John Albin, but it was like Sergey Pereligan and Igor Belisar, like very, very good runners. Yeah. So finishing in that low two hour range, that's going to be tough to pull off. So if you look at Tahoe, like over the years, you have typically 5% of people have, five to 10% of people have finished in under two hours and 21 minutes. For the men, wow. and then yes. uh, it was like less than ten percent for the women. So you're going to have like ninety percent of people on course In when it's dark. nearly pitch black out. That to me doesn't sound like a disaster because you are definitely not running faster on sand than you would on runnable terrain to cover that thirteen miles. And it's a world championship oh, event. They're be. not. They're not going to make you flat. They're going to send you up, and every time you go up, your pace is slower. It takes more time on course. So. I would just caution people oh, yeah. about potentially bringing uh, a headlamp. So, yeah, seems weird. Yeah. And my, even might be helpful.
1: Yeah, I definitely would take one anyway. I'm going to pack one just because like normal daytime when it's not even mm-hmm. racing, mm-hmm. it's going to be dark by six, 6 p.m. Yep. So yep. if you wanted to do anything after 6 p.m., you're going to need a head torch to walk between your tents.
0: Um, I'm yeah. sure there'll be of yeah. light. But, yeah. It's, another yes, another, thing key, going to be another little tip um, that I found, um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to wear gaiters, which will help with a good amount of the sand. So they have um, yeah. a couple hours away from me in Colorado something called Great Sand Dunes National Park, which are the tallest sand dunes um, in <laughs> North America. And I believe they're the tallest in the world besides essentially the ones that you guys are going to for this, um, <laughs> it, like yeah. over a thousand feet. So I've gone on there a few times and it doesn't matter – Gators, they, you know, you're going to get sand in there somehow or another. It's going to get in your heel or wherever. Um, One thing that I've found helped for blisters, at least for me, um, if you get like some Vaseline or just some, some lubricant, and then you put it on your toes, that helps with like the chafing. Cause if you get those grits of sand in between your toes over and over and over again, you're going to get a blister and that's going to affect how, how aggressive you are on the downhills and stuff. (laughs) You don't want to, you might want to have like a plastic glove or something on there because you don't want just your hands all lubed up and stuff right before the race. But that might be a good thing to to do to help with some of the, uh, the friction, at least.
1: Lube up your toes. Here's yeah, Jack's top tip. We'll,
0: we'll, do, we'll <laughs> just uh, call the episode that. That'll be the title. Just lube up your toes. <laughs> Hold <laughs> Just
1: kidding. All yeah. right. Well, thank you, Jack, for taking time out of your. Um, Thanksgiving, post Thanksgiving Day evening, to uh, to chat Abu Dhabi and World Champs. Um, it's a shame you're not going to be out in the desert, but I'm sure you'll be keeping up to date with the uh, with the goings on and seeing what's happening and taking down the stats. And this will affect the the amazing Spartan rankings, which you've just brought out. If not everybody has seen them, they can find those over on the Yancey Camp website in the tab Spartan stats or rankings, I believe it's called rankings. Yep. Um, yeah. One thing pretty, also pretty you cool have ranked. Yeah. yeah, no, they're amazing graphics. Everyone is loving them. One thing yeah. you have done as well was rank the races. Where do you think Abu Dhabi is going to rank?
0: All time or this year? Cause this year it'll be number one for sure. The, the, let's
1: go all time. Then where do you think Abu Dhabi will go down in history? do you think it will be the toughest race ever or do you think no. it will be a bust? No, no? I, I think
0: Tahoe the past 2019 that I believe that was the toughest or the, the highest all time difficulty um, in terms of how many good people there were. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is about five, <laughs> it's probably going to be deeper than a couple of the Tahoe years um, yeah. for when it's hosted world championship. It'll be deeper than um, European championship this year. Cause it's essentially, european championship but then you add atkins and logan and a a few others so it's going to be definitely the deepest of the year um and then on the women's side you're adding Lindsay and emma Cook clark and annie like it's the same exact thing as europeans plus them so i I think both genders it's going to be the the deepest of the year um probably right around top five um maybe a couple places after that it it'll probably be very similar to what we saw in greece
1: Nice. Okay, good. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be yeah. a must do for, uh, what, for people. But what's um, your
0: goal? Let's hear that. That's the last thing I want to hear. Well,
1: I think what in 2018, I did Tahoe. I think I was 42nd in the men. Um, so I'm looking to break probably down into those thirties, slow thirties, hopefully, um, is there so you're
0: like I'm not losing to you. Is there a certain? I don't person? want to
1: lose to Jack. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I mean, I he, don't he, want to lose to Jack. Yeah, yeah. mainly because he'll never let me live it down. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I would like to be. Hopefully, from all the uh, like the Brits and the guys that go in, um, probably second Brit overall would I was be gonna good. say if you
0: say you're number one Brit I think you're forgetting a guy so.
1: <laughs> no 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 we can never forget mr. Halburn even though he lives yeah. in uh, Norway but um yeah no running fairly good this year had a pretty solid uh, uk UK series overall so yeah mm-hmm. I'm hoping to try and make a bit of an impact um hopefully this would be my bet's better championship race I've okay. raced. Um three European champs and one worlds. It's all been in around the forties and above. So I would like to crack the forties, maybe get down into the low thirties if possible. Um and then yeah, just kind of restock for next year and get, get even better. So I've checked yeah. my rankings, I've been coming up on the rankings Definitely. each year. So it's You've uh, got that
0: dad strength also, so well, yes,
1: this is, hey, don't underestimate the dad strength definitely um, yeah.
0: maybe, maybe you can go for strong. like the dad podium i don't know who else is a dad but uh you know may, a lot a lot of single guys out there so maybe, maybe you can grab yeah, the dad podium. Us, yeah well, that's
1: it the dad strength goes hand in hand with how bad my dad jokes are now so hey it's dad um, jokes are not supposed
0: to be good so yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. I, let, let me add one last thing uh i just want yep. to get this on the record yoey bolin that was my name to watch for the women so just in Ooh, case she does well yes I, I just saw her name on my screen one. and like crap, forgot to mention yeah. her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, She She has had some amazing races in the past at the Toughest series mm-hmm. really, really done well over there. Like one against some really big names at Toughest. So she yeah. is a
0: she's a great dark horse shout for the ladies. Um, all you need to know is she's got a Wikipedia page about her running. So that's all you need to know. She's decent. It's the rest the Rasta runner. Definitely. All Right, right. Jack. Great talk with you, Luke.
1: We thank you again for coming to the podcast, and uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving.
0: All right. Likewise, and maybe next time we'll be able to pick up on or uh, make fun of Jack number two.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, Luke. Cheers, mate.